Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Today we are interviewing Shannon Spirill. And before I introduce her and give you a rundown, I first off want to remind um, my listeners about this Love Yourself 5-Day Challenge that I have going on on Facebook. Um, It's completely free and it's five days where I challenge you to just really uh, dig deep into loving yourself. So you can go ahead and uh, sign up for that. It starts on July 30th, which is next Monday. So you've got a few days left to get signed up. So go ahead and do that. And let's let's uh, bring in Shannon. Shannon was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and she now resides in Buffalo. Shannon graduated from Summa Cum Laude from Bryant and Stratton College with a bachelor's degree in business administration and a master's degree in computer information systems from Boston University. Shannon was looking for a new road to travel and she decided to pursue her lifelong desire to write her first book. Her desire has always been to write fiction, but she felt she had a story to tell. Shannon's first book was released December 1st, 2010, My Reflection in the Mirror is a look at some personal demons that she had to overcome. She hoped by telling her story, she would inspire and empower other women. October 4th, 2013, Shannon lost her son Brian in an automobile accident. This was devastating tragedy, but instead of sinking into a dark place, Shannon grieved and picked herself up with the help of God and began helping other parents that have lost a child. So without further ado, welcome Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you this evening? Doing good. Can't complain at all. Doing good. Awesome. Awesome. So please tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you are now and what brought you to where you are now on your journey. Okay. Um, I am a self-published author. Um, I basically write fiction, but my debut book was a... Um, nonfiction, and it basically was telling my story, some struggles that I went through, and also how I dealt with the death of my son. So in 2013, um, we got a call October the 4th, 2013, about 5.30 in the morning, my husband and I, and it was from the hospital, and they basically said, are you the parents of Brian Spruill? And I said, yes, and they said, you needed to come to the hospital right away. So, of course, I'm like, why? You know, they wouldn't tell us anything over the phone. Um, But I guess me and my husband sort of, we rode to the hospital in silence, and anyone that knows me and my husband, (laughs) we do a lot of talking in the car. So it was like I think we were preparing ourselves for what we kind of felt. Um, We got to the hospital. They took us down this long hallway. It was like the longest walk of my life. Um, 
and brought us into this room. And the doctor came in to talk to us. Um, and it's something that I always point out to people when I talk about my experiences. It was just, to me, it was so ironic that this doctor that came in to talk to us, she was pregnant. And oh. I always say she was about to bring a life into this world by telling me and my husband that our son had left this world. Um, right. He was killed in a car accident. It was four people in the car. He didn't have a seatbelt on, um, and he was the only casualty. Uh, it was bad weather. The girl driving ran into a cement utility pole, and he broke his neck. He died at the scenes. Um, it was, I mean, I always tell people, if you have not lost a child, it's really hard to understand what it's like. Um, when I first, you know, the first couple of weeks, you know, people would come up to me and say, oh, I understand how you feel. I lost my mother last year. or And it would it was sort of get me angry because I'm saying to myself, I lost my mother, but that loss does not compare to the loss of a child. Mm-hmm. And you can't understand. I wouldn't want you to understand because yeah. that means you would have to lose a child. It, it's, it's, it's something you can't put in the words, and it's a pain so different from any other loss that you would experience. Mm-hmm. But, um, my faith, I am, I am a Christian. My faith plays, still plays a big part in me going through the grief process, moving on day by day. Um, for me, along with that, my writing played a big role in it. Um, the week after my son passed away, every day after that, I wrote him a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I started writing poems, but the letters to him was my way of working through the grief process. It was my way of saying things to him that I would never be able to say to him face to face. So this was sort of therapy for me. I was able to say the things that I wish I could say to him, um, and that helped me a lot. It really did. Um, I did learn a lot about losing a death, you know, losing a child. Um, I did a lot of research. Um, from experience, I can tell you now that men and women grieve differently. Um, yeah. It, 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 I did it differently than my husband. Um, I sort of kept things in at first. Um, I tried to stay busy and I think about it until I realized that that wasn't healthy. I needed to go through the grief process. I needed to, you know, experience it. Whereas my husband, he he let it out at all times. Anytime he mm-hmm. felt it, he let it out. And a lot of times it was like I didn't want to be around him because I didn't want to start crying. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, you know, break down. So I would avoid him because I knew that, as soon as he started talking about my son or thinking about him, he would have a meltdown. So I sort of separated myself from him. Um, but then I realized that 
this was how he dealt with his grief, and I had to respect that. Um, there's a lot of marriages that don't make it through the grief process when they lose a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a support group here in the city of Buffalo a couple of months afterwards. It's part of a national organization called the Bereaved Parents of the USA. Um, and it's a support group where parents come together and we share our experiences. Um, it's a safe place for you to let your emotions out and be around people that truly understand what you're feeling. Um, right. And through that support group, I have seen couples that have broken up because the husband, uh, you know, I'll give one example. There was one couple where the husband felt like you should be over it by now. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't really supportive. And everyone has their own timetable when it comes to grief. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that, especially in a relationship, you may, and I don't think you ever really truly get over it. You just no, find a yeah. way, you find a way to move on. You find a way to incorporate it into your life and move on day by day. And you have to understand, I may be at this point in my grief process, whereas my husband, he may not be at the same place. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to learn how to respect those differences. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's been an experience. I think now I am in a much better place than I have been. Um, me helping other people is therapeutic therapy for me also through the support mm-hmm. group, talking with yeah. other parents and hearing their stories and trying to encourage them. Um, and, and the biggest thing that I try to to demonstrate through the support groups is there is hope. It's all about yeah. hope. Once you yeah. get through that grief process, once you go through it, then you know that there's hope. I want people to walk through that door and see me and and say, I want to be where she's at. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and do you find that it's quite um, healing to share your story with people, especially people that can relate, that can put themselves in that in that position that you've been in? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I love talking about my son. Um, I found that, and you're going to run into so many different scenarios, but I found that, you know, there were certain people that after a while they didn't want to hear about it, you -hmm. know. They felt like you should be over it. Not over it, but, you know, I try to talk about my son every day. Mm -hmm. I I say his name every day. Those that would listen, I share my story, Um, especially when I meet or come across a newly bereaved parent. I think sharing my story and sharing how I've gotten through and things that I've done to help me, I think that's an encouragement to them. Because mm-hmm. you, you you go through, initially, there is such a hopelessness you go through. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to move on without my child? Yeah. So yeah, it's at I couldn't, that point, I- I couldn't imagine that. I I haven't lost a child, um, so I Mm -hmm. can't say that I know um, how you feel, but I do have friends that have lost children, and 
Uh, we recently, my daughter lost her boyfriend and they were together three years. And I know for me, like wow. even still, it's been over a year and it's like, it just seems so surreal. Like, yeah. like, like it's a dream, like it's not real, you know, like it's, yeah. I know my, my friend that lost her son, she says she just wants to just talk to him. It's like in her mind, he's gone away to work or something, but yeah. he's coming back, you know, and, and she's the same. It's been, it was a year in December and, you know, like she said, some days she just can't even function. And do you think, mm-hmm. um, do you think like some people I think are very hard on themselves when they think, you know, yeah. I should just get over this. So what would your advice be to a mother that's grieving and is kind of feeling like she should just, that she's like angry oh at herself? Because I think that's yeah. a, a huge part. What would you say to that? Yeah. There's two, two, two points to that. Um, I run into a lot of parents, and I went through it too. You try to find what could I have done differently. If mm. I had to did this, you start blaming yourself, um, right. and, and you 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 do it, but you can't do that to yourself. And I tell people, you know, and you brought up a good point because I did have a parent that said to me, "I my son's been gone. I think he was gone a year and a half." And she said, "I still cry every day, and I feel like I shouldn't be at you know I should be in a better place." And I told her, I said, there's no timetable. Yeah. All I can tell you is grieve. Yeah. Do what you need to do. If you need to scream, if you need to be angry, if you need to, whatever emotions you're dealing with, deal with them. Don't yeah. sit there and say, oh, my God, I, I should be at this point. No. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no rule book to death. Yeah. And, and there's no, no one that can tell you, where you should be in your grief process. Mm-hmm. Just grieve. Because we have to, in order to get better, in order to start uh, looking for hope and trying to deal with it, you have to go through those emotions, the anger, the guilt. You have to go through them. You have to work through them. So I, my advice to a parent is don't be hard on yourself. There's mm-hmm. no timetable. Mm-hmm. Take your time and grieve take the necessary time that you need as an individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, <clears throat> just to really, um, I know for myself, when I when I think about um, my daughter's boyfriend, for instance, because he was somewhat mm-hmm. like a son to me, um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I really work hard to try and, um, cherish his memory. So instead of, yeah. you know, get, getting sad, I try to kind of flip it where it's sad because, you know, I'm upset. I'll never see him again. But at the same time, I really want to make other people know who he was and what kind of person he was and really just treasure those memories. You know, and yeah. if I have to cry, then I cry. And if anybody mm-hmm. has anything to say about it, I tell them where to go and how to get <laughs> absolutely absolutely yes yeah. yes and yeah. and and what you're doing what you're doing that is a wonderful thing because I do the same thing I try to keep Brian's memory alive I say mm-hmm. his name I'm actually mm-hmm. um 
getting together with uh, the Chamber of Commerce here locally where I'm at um, and get some research together because I'm actually going to start a scholarship in his memory, um, mm-hmm. educational scholarship. So I just want to always keep his memory alive. I want, you know, he was well-liked, not because I'm his mother and I'm being biased, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. he had such a, a personality. And, I mean, at his homegrown service, I mean, the line was out the door. And I didn't mm-hmm. realize how many people that my son touched. It was just mm-hmm. amazing. And I try to find positive. It, it may sound weird, but I try to find positive out of this bad situation. Um, right. There are so many of his friends. It's been five years, and there's so many of his friends that call me mom and check mm-hmm. on me and new relationships that I've developed with these young young people, and it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And, you know, holidays come. The, the, his birthday comes, they always reach out to me. They always, hey, you doing okay? They'll stop by. It's, 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 it has, out of all of the darkness, there did come some sunshine with these relationships with, these, with his friends. And mm-hmm. it helps me. It helps me feel closer to his memory because they share stories. And right. I love hearing the stories. Yeah. I love hearing and it the would stories. Be- yeah, it would it would be nice, I think, because you're seeing a whole different per- like side of him that you may not, you know, may not know right. Right? when you're hearing it from right. someone else's perspective. Um, what would you say to a a couple, um, maybe where the the husband and wife are, like you said, your husband and and you were on different wavelengths. What would you recommend? Um, for one that's kind of, you know, feeling isolated. So it, say, say the example was the husband was kind of withdrawing within himself and didn't want to hear about him, didn't want to talk about him. But you, as a mother, you're just so, you know, you need to talk about him. What would you say to, to that couple? First of all, I, I would recommend... If, if both parties are willing to get counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do the counseling, but I do recommend it if it's something that you're both willing to go to. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you have to realize that you both are going to grieve differently. And I believe, and I'm not a professional like a doctor or anything, but give that person that space. Give your spouse that space to grieve the way they need to grieve. They're not necessarily right. going to grieve the same way you are. And if, he's, if he or she is not talking about them, or you can't force that on them. It's not mm-hmm. fair to them. And, and you, we're all individuals, and we all handle death differently. So you have to yeah. realize that. Um, yeah. I, I think eventually, you know, you try to talk little by little, where they will let you in mm-hmm. yeah, and just take those steps. It, with my husband, you know, we finally would talk. I was able to talk to him, you know, let him grieve, let him cry, you know, and then I had the relief also. And, and we gradually came closer together, but mm-hmm. we did need that 
space because we both grieve differently. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would be tough, um, you know, because a relationship is hard to start with. But then when you throw something yeah. like that in the mix, and oh, I wonder yeah. if if there wouldn't ever be, <clears throat> you know, we blame ourselves, but would we, did you and your husband ever come across blaming, trying to blame each other for what happened in um, weird ways? In in our situation, no. And I'll say no as far as verbally, because I, you know, you don't know what goes through an individual's mind. Um, yeah. We did a lot of blaming ourselves, because mm-hmm. um, we we both said, you know, my son had recently moved out on his own, and you know, we kept saying to ourselves. Maybe if he was at home, he wouldn't have, this wouldn't have happened. When in reality, it was after work, you know, he was with a couple of friends. If he was home, it could have happened the same yeah. way. But you just try to find ways. I don't know. It's like you just feel like you need to be responsible. Right. Even though that sounds crazy, but you really mm-hmm. feel like you have to put the blame someplace. Mm-hmm. There has mm-hmm. to be a reason. So, but, um, no, we, and I'm not saying that couples don't go through that, but in Mm -hmm. my, in my situation, no, we, we both beat ourselves up, but we didn't blame each other. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, one other thing I was thinking of while you were talking is when you, um, when, after you learned about the news of, of son, did you find um, friends and stuff, people that would just kind of stop talking to you or kind of withdrew? Oh, it is so funny you mentioned that. So um, when I went back to work, mm-hmm. I had a couple of coworkers that they literally avoided me. Mm-hmm. If they saw me coming down the hall, they would go a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how did that how did that make you feel when people did that? Um, initially, it was like, oh my God, I just lost my son, and this is how you treat me. It mm-hmm. it, it 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 was like it was hurtful to me mm-hmm. until one of the persons I ran into, and she actually told me, I didn't know what to say to you. That's why I went the other way. Yeah. And when she told me that, I thought, this is probably what everyone else was dealing with. You know, yeah. you just lost your child. And for someone that doesn't understand that loss, it may be difficult for them mm-hmm. to, to, to say anything to you. So I understood. Initially, it was I felt hurt until mm-hmm. I spoke to the one person and realized that they just did not know what to say to me. Yeah. So advice for that person that doesn't know what to say, would you advise them to to maybe approach you and say, um, I'm sorry, I don't know what to say other than I'm sorry for your loss? Yep. I, yeah. yep. I actually yeah. told the young lady I was speaking with, all you can, you're sorry for my loss, well, just don't say anything and just give me a hug. Yeah, yeah. But don't you know? don't treat me like but, I have some sort of <laughs> right right yeah. because I, you know along with losing my child 
I become, you become extra sensitive, you know. Mm-hmm. You want people, you know, I don't, you don't want people, how can I put it? You don't want people to, to grieve with you, but it's mm-hmm. like, did you forget, you know, like when people move on with their life, I got kind of like, my son is still gone. Mm-hmm. And you guys mm-hmm. don't talk about it anymore. You just, and I had to realize that they didn't experience what I experienced, so they're not going to continue to grieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as a parent, you feel like everyone should be in the same grief process as you. Does that make sense mm-hmm. to you? Oh, it totally does. Yeah. It, it totally yeah. does to me. Um, I know with my with my girlfriend, that's that's kind of what she was at. She said, you know, people just wouldn't talk to me. Nobody called me. Nobody asked how I was. She yeah. says I felt so alone, and nobody. Yeah. It was like nobody cared. And I said, well, because that's what I said to her is, I'm pretty sure they didn't know what to say. <laughs> and yeah, exactly, and and then more than likely, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But you don't you you don't think that way. You think like, yeah. oh my god. This is the yeah. time I need you the most. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about your book. Tell us what your book is about and what what you what you kind of where you went with that. Okay. So the book, uh, my first book, um, I'm actually working on book number nine. But the oh, first wow. book, which is thank you, the first book, which is the um, it's called Tribulation to Victory, Birth of a Queen. Um, it's like a twofold book. The first part of the book talked about um, a lot of things I went through personally. Um, growing up, I never felt like I fit in. Um, mm-hmm. I never thought that I was pretty. I dealt with bullying in school, low self-esteem. So I talk about that and how I dealt with that. Um, had a lot of medical problems. Just a rough going and just how I became who I am today, a mm-hmm. more confident woman. I love myself. I think I'm beautiful. There was there was once upon a time I would never utter the words, I think I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just talk about that, and then I also talk about my son and how I dealt with that process. So it's basically me telling my story. Um, mm-hmm. And just to share why I wrote the book, um, the first book that I was writing was actually a fiction, and I was at a conference at my church, and we had a guest minister who came up to me, and he said, um, I understand that you're writing a book. So I was excited that somebody recognized this. So I was like, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. He says, what I want you to do tonight is go home and tear that book up because you have a story to tell. So initially I was kind of insulted, you know, like, what if you need mm-hmm. to tear my book up? <laughs> you know? yeah. But uh, I thought about it, and I thought about what he said, and he was like, you have a story to tell. And and that's where the birth of this book came, because I feel like this. What I went through coming up, you know, the low self-esteem, not loving myself, and the things that I experienced, there's a lot of young girls out here today going through those exact same things. So if I can share my story and encourage them and let them know that they're beautiful and, and they can read this book and find some inspiration, then mm-hmm. I feel like if I can help one, my job is done. Yeah, 
So yeah. the book was meant to be an encouragement. It was meant to provide hope to other young women that have had similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. And Thank how you. can our listeners? How can our listeners find you, Shannon? Um, I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, I have a I have a website. My website is author Shannon Sproul, and Shannon is spelled S H A N N O N. Last name is spelled S P like Paul R U I L L. So it's author Shannon Sproul dot com. I'm on Facebook as Shannon Sproul. Um, if you go to Amazon and type in my name, it'll bring up all of my books. Um, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all of the social medias, and I'm on there as Shannon Sproul, author. Awesome. And you have um, you had mentioned that you do uh, run a support group locally. Do you have a support group online for mothers or parents that have lost children, or is it just I, the in-person I have um we have I have an online Facebook group um that's an extension of our support group. But it's funny you mention that because I'm actually going to start a new group open to the public, a new support group online and I wanna start doing some live sessions. Um Perfect. so I'm in the i I'm working on that. Because okay. along with that, I'm actually trying to put together a journaling workshop. It's going to be um, journaling for healing because um, I did, I did um, publish a workbook uh, for okay. parents that have lost children to help them through the grief process. So I want to use that book and put together a, a journaling workshop. But um, those are things to come. If you, you know, follow me on Facebook, I put everything, you know, that I'm working on project-wise, I'll be posting it there um, once it's up and running. Awesome. So they can just follow you there and then they'll see when that starts up and and hopefully join up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking with me. I appreciate it very much. And I know... Um, your your message is going to help people out there, and that's exactly why I brought you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. That was another great interview, as always. If you would like to find me, you can find me on my Facebook page, which is Raw Relationships. I also have a group on Facebook called Raw Relationships, This is a group where you can ask for advice and just get support from everyone in the group on everything relationships. Relationships with others as well as relationships with ourselves. Again, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast and I look forward to bringing you many more great interviews from experts all over the world.